No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. with more word bros welcome 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 this is the post heroes edition of word bros we missed last week because uh, we were all in route to charlotte north carolina home of the nature boy rick flair uh to do heroes con 2018 and what a wonderful wonderful time it was awesome uh we got to see some of our uh old friends like marlon shoop and, I know, I'd never um, met Marlon. This was the first time I'd ever met Marlon. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I never... I could have swore you've met Marlon before. Uh, this is the first time I've ever met Marlon. Marlon is no? one of my new favorite people Marlon's in the whole wonderful. world. Yeah, get it. buy his books. He's got a book coming out soon. We're going to have him on the podcast. Marlon's great. Like, Marlon is the easiest guy in the whole wide world to make laugh, and he has a tremendous laugh. Like and his laugh is awesome. Yeah, he sounds like the Hanna-Barbera, like Muttley from Hanna-Barbera. Um, so, <laughs> so, no, it's more of like a... So like I just made it my personal mission to try to make Marlon. He does that, and then he does a whole. <laughs> I really like Marlon. Marlon's great. We met Jamie Jones, who we recently had on the podcast. I think I, I I just lost Kevin for a second. I got you back, buddy. I'm losing you. I think you're it, unstable. It says you're, it says you're red. It says you're red. It says you're unstable. Me? Because I didn't get an unstable thing. Weird. But yeah, yeah we, I, I mean, I'm I'm hearing you. Like back and forth. That's we got to, we got to kick it with Jamie Jones. That was super fun. We just had him on the pod too. It was a wonderful time. Like Heroes was amazing. Thank you to Shelton and Rico and uh, all the volunteers and everybody that puts on a tremendous show every year in Charlotte, North Carolina. What a great time! It was awesome, and we also got to give people a, a nice seven-page uh, ash can sample of Metal Shark Bro. Yeah, the Kickstarter for that launches July third. We go live on kickstarter it's very exciting very nerve-wracking we've been talking to walt nonstop, uh the artist and co-creator of metal shark bro about the rewards and all this stuff we got some cool stuff coming up so we're really excited about it but yeah man it is uh it is exhausting doing a kickstarter is exhausting and i think it's a good that we have uh david crispino on who as we find out in the interview is a veteran of seven kickstarters that's right. Seven Kickstarters, you that's guys. So crazy. if you're planning a Kickstarter, that's a lot of Kickstarters is what it is. Yeah. But, he, you know, he, he's been successful with him. He's making his books. He's doing what he's got to do. And he's rocking it out, man. So good for him. Uh, we're going to talk to him uh, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, David Crispino. So uh, 
So yeah, so tell us what is rocking and rolling? What is shaking here? Tell us about your Kickstarter that you guys got moving. Uh, sorry, just Tony stuff. Um, Tony stuff, for sure. Tony asked what the ID number was. Oh, here you go. I'll say it's uh, 389. I feel like I'm singing a bad rap song. 389740. <laughs> uh, Where'd it go? Come back, number. You were just there. 204. You ain't going to remember anything. 8674. I did. I got it. Five. I'll read it back to you. 389-740-204. This is what happens when you have a fucking inter- an internet moose. Yeah, this David. is all Tony's problem. He, if he lived in civilization. It's fucking Grigori. God damn it. I agree. I will always <laughs> agree with that. How do you work? How do you work with this guy? That's what I want to know. Uh patiently. No, people, people <laughs> confuse that. You, you kind of look like Tony, so it's it's easy to confuse. Yeah, we get, we get that a lot. We get that a lot. <laughs> That's it's fun. like me and Christian Dabari did a book together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That should, you it's guys should, too much. You guys should all work on an anthology together, and then me and Jamie Jones can do a book together, and it'd be like the <laughs> like the lookalike crew. That'd yeah. be awesome. We the should look, do that. Yeah, the lookalikes. The, and, and we just and we just switch each other's name tags. That's what yeah. we do. And everybody would be confused. I'll be signing Christian DeBarry all day. David can sign Tony Gregory all day. Jamie Jones can sign can sign Bob with some dots. Hooking it up, baby. We're going to blow it up. The thing with Tony, too, is that like his family is from the Delaware, Baltimore area. So like his dad, I guess, grew up in Baltimore. And so at some point in time, like he was living here when he was very young mm-hmm. and then when i was living in montana he was living in montana but like we never met each other in the oh night. that's fun oh I you were ships that. passing in the night yeah pretty much pretty much interesting so yeah. so this kickstarter you have going on is for ancient noise the second issue the second issue and four. i have the first issue and it's amazing i appreciate that thanks no no, no problem it's it's Pure honesty, sir. Pure honesty. Um, so, so give the listeners an idea of what Ancient Noise is all about. Uh, it's a hyper-intelligent gorilla. I, I'm in. I'm in. He meets, I, uh, I, I told you you would love it. <laughs> he meets a time-traveling – he's got a time-traveling human companion named Jack. The gorilla's name is Silver. Uh, some So Jack is part of this time-traveling – kind of like blue collar people folks that go back in time they seed the past so that they can harvest the materials the material resources in the future okay they try to like you know like as in anything you try to do as much research as you can as far and i'm not saying my own personal research i'm saying as the characters they do their own personal research to be like okay let's like make sure we go to these sites and we don't disturb habitats and we don't like ruin uh civilizations that like ends up affecting our timeline okay so they go back in time they end up uh wasting a gorilla troop and one of the survivors who is like the the uh was it patriarch the male the male leader yes yes uh who is silver he ends up uh smashing the the crew all but one all but two and he gets caught up on the ship and the ship takes him through the uh i want to say the conduits of time okay 
and he also gets a little he gets bombarded with some time stuff some nanite blood some all these things and it ends up mutating his brain he falls through the conduits he becomes hyper intelligent hyper intelligent he begins to invent things and all this and all that and so that's he's sort of the protagonist antagonist and jack is kind of stuck in the middle of everything because they have to go back and save him um but also silver wants him for his own occupations will you do me a favor and turn off your fan <laughs> i'm just getting a lot i'm getting a lot of interference from it now we are okay yes yeah oh, much was, better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so that sounds pretty dead like i said you had me at futuristic talking gorilla baby like yeah i i am mr numero uno when it comes to futuristic talking gorillas like that's my jam so it sounds really, a lot go ahead it sounds like a lot of fun yeah i i really like uh i don't know i guess the genesis of it was like i used to work at a comic book shop in baltimore called collector's corner and shameless plug and um a couple of my customers and i we were just talking about favorite characters and i started getting on on like a gorilla grod kick and so then i started <laughs> thinking about uh kang the conqueror and then i was like well what if you put them together <laughs> <laughs> so then this happened and then uh and then later on down the road i met tony and then i told him about this isn't it so much fun when an idea is just like what if you put these two awesome things together and then we make this other awesome thing isn't that great yeah, absolutely. I mean, originally I wanted to do an anthology series called Ancient Noise with Tony because um, it was originally, I mean, it's a it's a Devo lyric. Okay. Yeah. And, Steel. and uh, so I originally was like, we should do an anthology called Ancient Noise and it could all be like science fiction and like imagination and all this and all that. And he was like, oh yeah, that's a really cool title. Let's like, let's like sit on that. And so when I told him about, uh, this he was like we should call this ancient noise and i was like yeah that makes sense we could we should do that because it's uh you know uh letting your mind loose uh, allowing you to explore your imagination allowing you to explore new ideas give in to ancient noise try brand new things i think it's cool man so this is issue two of ancient noise now if i wanted to get issue one of ancient noise because i want to how would i go about doing that that's that's available on the kickstarter as well yes it's a, available on the kickstarter through digital and print formats what and you can also go to comiXology now and uh find it under my name david crispino that's pretty and, cool and you can get it there at comiXology if you don't feel like waiting for your uh physical or digital copy now did tony so tony drew issue one and now he's working on issue two as well so tony's been the artist throughout yes he's an artist co-creator oh wow he is uh working on issue three word (laughs) is that hush hush we can't tell anybody that did you just break a hot did you just break a hot secret No, no 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 um i mean i just shared pages with uh kickstarter only backers of nice. issue three like i want to say the first like four or five pages of issue that's three. cool maybe, maybe tony's it was out of context i don't know no no I, I mean tony's wonderful and everyone should know that tony's wonderful yeah, yeah. um i mean he, tony's as wonderful as his internet is bad like that's yeah. how that's how great tony is like tony's such a wonderful dude and he has such a such a enthusiasm and knowledge for comics He's really fun to be around. How is it working with Tony? Uh, you can say, I guess you could be super honest because he's not here. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think he's really great. Well, again, like going back to uh, sort of our shared past, um, he and I kind of come from the same sort of like background of like working class restaurant work, uh, you know, East Coast guys. Um, you know, we both share like, we're, we both got, have like Italian families and like he kind of, he and I immediately, I guess, like clicked. Okay. We have the same sort of tastes about a lot of things. All right. And uh, he and I both love like Faith No More and like Mike Patton projects. He and I love uh, the same type of comics, same sort of comics. Um, and uh, politically, of course, we like, we see relatively eye to eye on a lot of things. Working with him, it's like, it's, he's hyper productive. If yes. I yes. Think, I mean, if you guys know, of him and of his work and and collaborating with him uh the man can get can get pages done every day yes. the man does pages every day yes um sadly i can't keep up with him as far as uh, <laughs> as uh monetary yes. but uh we all have to do day jobs and kickstarters and other crowdfunding sources to be able to afford uh indie comics and self-publishing but yeah like working with him is kind of a breeze I think so. Like there are some time, like I think he and I may have had like two or three disagreements at one point in time with a page or something like that, or like, Hey, this is too much or Hey, this isn't enough or Hey, but you generally like we work really well together because I think I give him enough detail with scripts and enough. And I'm, I'm not like enough freedom cause I'm the boss. No, I just like, it's like, Hey man, like these are all suggestions. This is the information that I feel will help the story. If you believe that this is incorrect or that I can build off this or subtract on it, you know, total rain, let's just talk about it and work it out together and we'll do it. That's and, cool. But, yeah. But most of the time it's just like, here are these thumbnails. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like t Tony, Tony's work rate is just bonkers. Like it is insane. We, Kevin and I are working on a project with Tony at the moment and i mean the amount of work that he was doing on a on a daily basis was just blowing my face off like it was literally blowing the doors off of, off of kevin and i and i just and the work is so good yeah it, it, like in a week i think he had a uh, concept art concept uh like background design of stuff and then like a page before yeah. the week it was, was out. crazy and it was a lot He's so fast and he's so good because there's nothing else to do in Montana except <laughs> except hoard your rifles and not be on the internet because there's no internet out there. So, but yeah, he just, he's a beast dude. And like, I'm really looking forward to this book. Um, it should be really rad. Uh, it's just it's got a talking monkey. He had you a talking gorilla. If you well, got a, if you got a technically dude. Technically it's an ape. Oh, well, then I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> See, man, I was selling it for you, David. Why'd you mess it up, dude? I'm sorry. So how was the Kickstarter model treating you? Because we had a conversation with a lot of guys at Heroes that this is a wonderful time to be in comics because you don't need permission from a publisher to get things done. You can just go out there and do it. So how is, how is that experience helping you out? I, this is my seventh Kickstarter. Oh, nice. Um, oh, wow. They've all been successful in one way or another. Uh, Ancient Noise has been, I want to say, the most successful, uh, one and two now, uh, just because I feel like, I guess the concept like stands on its its own, and people like, as you said, you know, 
it's like, oh, I'm in. Talking gorilla. I'm all about it. Comics and gorillas <laughs> work well together. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> know why. They have a history. Um, but yeah, seventh Kickstarter. Um, it's hard being. I think I think Kickstarter is a lot of work, and people don't realize it. Yes. How much work actually goes into it, and also with uh, the friends and family pity pity funding <laughs> also the amount of marketing that you have to do yourself and of course like yeah like shamelessly marketing like it's not it's not easy for us to be like every single day plugging away like hey make sure you check out my kickstarter make sure you check out my patreon make sure you go do comiXology make sure hey if you want physical copies you can actually contact me or big cartel or whatever whatever media or uh monetary system that you use or whatever it is to get just your work out um and yeah we are in a really cool era i guess how old's kickstarter i want to say i did my first kickstarter in like 2012 2013 oh wow okay yeah. is that true yeah dude yeah. i did i did a kickstarter back in 2009 so yeah kickstarter there been you around. go yeah so it's yeah. been around for a long time um yeah it's cool i remember <laughs> Like I saw a tweet that Rick Remender did when, when he was like, I remember when Kickstarter was just maxing out two credit cards. Yeah, <laughs> it was you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember that tweet as well. And I was like, God damn, I love you, Rick Remender. Like you're yeah. just the best dude in the whole wide world. Now, do you have any, like, uh, any aspirations to work with publishers or do you just find the kind of Kickstarter model works best for you and that's the way you want to do it? Um. I absolutely want to work with publishers. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the Kickstarter model, while yes, it's been my seventh, I kind of hover around $3,500 to $4,000. I'd like to overfund all my projects just mm -hmm. because like, again, like we're here, we're self-publishing. Like you're not in the black or no, I'm no. not in the black. No. I've never been in the black. No. Um, <laughs> And so between paying, you know, page rates, between publishing, between shipping and other like tchotchkes, if you so want to have that with your Kickstarters and, and other people who want to lend their talents. Um, I want to compensate everybody that I work with in one way or another, whether it's a steak dinner or a page rate. A steak um, dinner, you say? Yeah, dude. I'm all I'm about in. it. I'm in. That's, you know what? That's so old school of you. Like, hey. <laughs> I'll give you a steak dinner. You do this pinup for me. Like, I you believe know, that. You know what? Come on yeah. to the Kickstarter. Forget about it. I'll get you a steak dinner. <laughs> or like, I'll mow your grass or I'll pick up something heavy and put it down again. Dude, you. I'm so, you know what? It's odd because I have lawns that need to be mowed and heavy things that need to be lifted around my house. I'm your guy. That's um, what I do. That's <laughs> Kickstarter at $100. David Crispino will mow your lawn. <laughs> no, I'm it kidding. Has to be local, though. Uh, <laughs> I That's a good Kickstarter reward. You know, yeah. you could probably make that into something. Yeah, local rewards like forty bucks. <laughs> I come and mow your grass. Depending that's not, that's, on the well, because I mean, essentially, essentially, that's what Kickstarter is. Kickstarter is you at twelve years old going up to people's houses, <laughs> knocking on their door with the lawnmower, going, "Hey, can I cut your grass?" Except now, instead of cutting grass, it's, "Hey, buy my comics." It's yeah. an internet. It's an internet lemonade stand. Yeah. 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 Well, with, the, with other, the other thing with Kickstarter is like you know a lot of people still don't understand that it is a um it's like you're paying for service you're paying for products like it's not a, a charity yes. and i don't know how many people i have to tell them there it's like no you're not like donating 
you're not just like giving me money and you're getting nothing or you're like making my dream come true. I mean, there is, of course, as we all know, there are those folks that do. They're like, hey, I don't want anything. Uh, here's some, some money. You know, I didn't buy a coffee today. Here you go. You yeah. Um, but, you know, there's that kind of, I guess, stigma. And so I'm always trying to remind people that and the crucial, hey, it doesn't charge your credit card the day that you pledge. It yeah. charges it the day that the thing ends. <laughs> the day that we so, fund, bro. Yeah. So like, you know, pledge early. Pledge yeah. often. Get in. Get in <laughs> on this. So you do have, because again, the conversation that we were having, uh, I was having with a guy at Heroes, which is a great show. If you've never been, do yourself a favor and just go to Heroes. It's, it's, I mean, you're in Baltimore. It's not that long of a drive. It's I a took really- a break this year, sadly. Oh, Okay. Are you going to Baltimore Comic-Con? I don't know. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no. What, what we were saying was like, is it better to kind of work with minor publishers, kind of almost indie publishers where you're not really getting much, but you're booking previews? Or is it better to do the Kickstarter route and get your book out there and skip all that other stuff and just go directly to the people who want your book? Like, which one suits the creator more? Because even if you do hook up with like a D or C level publisher, it's like you still get a little bit more street cred than if it's like, yeah, I funded seven Kickstarters. Have you kind of run into that? Like if people ask, well, what have you done? Like, what have you done? Uh, <laughs> That's mostly, a mo Yeah, mostly it's like people come to my table and they look down and they're like, why do you have all these fucking books, man? Oh, can I swear? Yeah, of course. Totally. Oh, okay. All right, so it's like, yeah, like, uh, what is it? Josh Williamson came up to uh, Tony and I, and he's like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, what are all these fucking books, man? And I was just like, oh, dude, it's our books. This is the stuff he's do we're doing. And he was like, I wish my books looked as good as these were when I first started. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's like weird name droppy, but also like he's a good dude. No, he is a good dude. <laughs> um, so the thing, I, I mean, okay, so I'm a big, I'm a big doer. Uh, and I think the best thing for people to do is to learn as much as they can as far as comic production goes. If you're going to get into comics and you want to be a creator, I think you have to understand like how page rate, how page rates work, how much time goes into making comics, like how you as maybe possibly a writer or a self-publisher, like you're going to be the one who's funding the entire project. Like you have yes. to understand that you're, you are so invested in this to the point that it can be crippling debt as rick has said about maxing out two credit cards um now cde level publishers that's fine it's the it's at the end of the day it's the same thing like you're still like maybe selling what anywhere from a couple hundred books to maybe a thousand maybe mm -hmm. um if you're lucky if you're lucky yeah and at the end of the day, as somebody that's just starting out or beginning their career or in the, the, I guess, burgeoning steps of their career, like on almost about to take that next step, like you have to know how to make comics. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and having the amount of comics, like, I don't know, I heard a lot of the advice that I get from a lot of professionals is like, generally, you're going to be making comics for about 10 years until somebody actually really gives a shit about you and you're getting <laughs> as a writer. Yes. Maybe not so much as an artist because you know, this is a visual medium and that's yes. the first thing that people will see. Now will people allow bad writing over awesome art? 
We see it every day. Now, it's true, yeah. If you see bad art and good writing, you just get skipped. So you yeah. have to have that good balance. You have yeah. to have like that, that uh, am I screaming? No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, I get real excited about stuff, sorry. Dude, that's awesome though. That's great that you have that kind of enthusiasm for the business. You, because you have to have that kind of enthusiasm for the business because it will just kind of grind you down as a guy and a gal trying to make books. Yeah, and, because and, I your, mean, passion, and your passion is all you really have. Yeah, so. because you can go to a con and you can think like, I'm gonna crush ass today and no one will give a fuck about you because you're not doing a, a Deadpool thing or, Correct. you know, yeah. and that shit grinds you down. So it's nice to hear this and it's nice yeah. to hear it's still done with enthusiasm. You've been doing this for a long time and just the fact that you still have that is nice to hear. Yeah. Um, now you've done seven Kickstarters, you said so. Seven! Is this is this old hat for you by now, or, or do you still get nervous? Because we we're planning a Kickstarter launch too, and uh, we're nervous as fuck. So um, maybe like I wanted to I wanted to see for someone who's who's been through the game seven times, like what you have to say about about that. So I guess you know I guess you got to be humble. <laughs> you you always have to be humble in like what you're asking for, and like most of the time it's bare minimum. Sometimes it's not bare minimum it's a little bit lower than that bare minimum mm -hmm. uh, you know as you you guys know like you you're gonna get i'm sure you're gonna get funded but at the end of the day you're probably still going to be paying yes. out of your pocket yes. at the end of the day like every project that i have ever done whether it's at the goal or more than the goal i'm always paying out of my pocket like i'm always in the red and that's just that's just how it works right now. Well, at least that's how it works just for me. Is it old hat? Um, I think that I'm probably in a rhythm right now where I understand that like, I don't know, like I'll do a minute video. And in that minute video, I better have images of the book. I better be clear, concise and, under, and, and get to the point of like what this, what it is that I'm peddling and why you might think it's interesting as we all know. Like it's, it's us training for previews right the previews yes. guide or yeah. for twitter or whatever it is for self-promotion this is this shit this is what so i always as far as like kickstarters go i always try to have at least most of the product done before i start now i've i've had a couple kickstarters where in the beginning where you know the books aren't done yet so is it seven kickstarters that's what you said man i mean you're the one bragging about one, it dude. Two, three. <laughs> It might be my sixth. Okay, but I mean, that's still... No, it is seven. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, yeah, it's seven. It is seven. Hot damn. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you have to... Ha I, I think that you have to have a lot... Like, as much as the product as you have done, um, I look at it now as uh, recouping costs or mm -hmm. offsetting costs. Um, like... My first ancient noise, I asked for thirty five hundred. I got like thirty eight hundred. Nice. This ancient noise, I asked for three grand. Um, we're at thirty three something, twenty okay. something, thirty three twenty something. Um, and I, I want to try to entice more readership with like tchotchkes, but most of the time I keep it really simple. Like I want to offer the book. If there's a pinup gallery, cool. 
if there's some prints or some stickers, cool. That's pretty much as far as I go, maybe a variant cover. Like the first Ancient Noise, I got Simon Roy to do a variant cover. Oh, that's cool. One of my Kickstarters for my second Kickstarter control, I had Riley Rossmo do a variant cover. And nice. Like, nice. That's that's yeah, that stuff like panned out. People thought it was cool. Hopefully they liked the writing. I don't know. Um, some of those <laughs> some of those names return, some of them don't. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people like variant covers, some people don't like variant covers. It's and, and I also try to cater it to myself as far as like, well, what would I want? And generally, like, I want comics, I want more comics, and I think art is cool, and that's about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I also am the one who's packaging. I'm also the one that's paying for postage. I'm also the one that's taking time out of my day to take it to the post office and see the sadness that is the USPS <laughs> workers as they see me walk in with, you know, boxes and boxes of boxes. A, a pallet of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Yes, Kickstarter can be old hat, and but I'm to the point now again where I can, I've got a system. I also don't stress about it anymore. Like okay. I get to the, I'm to the point now where I can, I know like I'm going to take, I'm going to take a month and like just plan it out. Just like, ooh, this is a good tier. And oh, that's a good tier. And like, you know, how's the video going to go? And I usually wait for the video to be last because I want as much work to be done so I can showcase it in the video. Makes sense. Um, but I'm still kind of struggling with stretch goals because um, I'm not really too sure what, what people want for stretch goals other than more shit. <laughs> I'm not sure how much shit I can make right now. So yes. I ask, I ask like people like Rafer and my buddy Mike Riley um, to design stickers, to design prints, to do pinups. Like uh, my last Kickstarter, Tap Sturgeon. Um, I had a, a pretty sweet pinup gallery from like Layla Del Duca was in it. Mike Riley was in it. Rafer was in it. Uh, a local artist, Justina Jones was in it. Um, but like just, it was just cool. And that book, if you guys didn't know, that was in the back of Shutter for six issues. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so a little tip of the hat. Nice. Um, yes, you have. Then you, then you have published work, sir. Somewhat, yeah, yeah. yeah Joe Keating yeah. and Layla Del Duca were, were kind enough to uh, to have us in. That counts, man. Count in that. Shutter for a couple issues. Yeah, count that, man. Yeah. Put that under your belt. Yeah. Um, but um, that so was a tough Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not old hat. So that that's good to know because Bob and I have both done Kickstarter before, and part of what what we do on Word Bros is tell people about how comics are made and um one of the things that you have to think about like you said is kickstarter so yeah it's good to, to know that you're like a vet and you're still a little uh shook but then you get to the like you said the stretch goals but i'm telling you man the enamel pin son the enamel pins is hot yeah i guess i guess that might be the thing huh like people love, love wearing uh they love the pins yeah yes and I love the motherfuckers that treat Kickstarter like it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just kickstart this. It's like, no, it's not just – I had a dude at a show we were talking about, and he was like, yeah, you know, I think I'll probably just end up kickstarting this. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, how are you on Twitter? I've got, like, 13 followers. I was like, well, you ain't getting your fucking book funded, bro, because you got 13 <laughs> fucking followers. Like, you need Twitter and, and, and Facebook and all that shit. It's necessary evils for this crowdfunding game. You need to – to do it and you need to do it well. Yeah. And if you've run seven of them, you've clearly got some kind of uh, algorithm, if you will, 
or 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 kind of a roadmap to success. Pity parties. Hey, <laughs> you know what? Whatever gets your book funded, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, Jack. You know. Yeah. Well, cool. Also, so, like, oh, go ahead. Also, you can you can funnel money through your girlfriend or wife or other partner. <laughs> We've, I told my wife, I was like, look, if we're doing this Kickstarter and we're like 600 bucks away, we put in 600 bucks on that thing. Cause I'll, you know get, it, dog. I'll take my six, I'll give away 600 to get, you know, 14. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I'm the, dude, I'm the same way. I absolutely understand. It's like, Oh, well I'm just playing kick. I'm just paying the Kickstarter fees. No big yeah, deal. Yeah. I'm, I'm pot committed at this point. I got to get this. <laughs> oh yeah. Paid. Absolutely. Awesome. So your Kickstarter, um, this episode is going to be out tomorrow on Friday. So as of right now, you've got nine days left. Um, people can check you out. Kickstarter.com. Ancient noise. Yeah. Is, ancient is noise number two. All right. And you can also find David at DC Crispino uh, on Twitter, right? Oh, can... now I changed it to make it easier. It's just David Crispino. Oh, and David is, Crispino. And no wonder. Well, then you got to change your Kickstarter link, man, because you've got your oh, old. No. Yep, you've got your old Twitter handle up there, friend. Because <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to add David as a friend on Twitter, and it said he ain't here, and I was like, he ain't here, but I'm talking to this dude right now. Oh no! Your, your Instagram works. It is, and that's the same one. My friend again. My friend Mike Riley was like, "Hey, you should uh, you should change it so it's David Crispino and David Crispino, so that." when I share your stuff, vice versa, I don't have to change the ads. <laughs> hey, that's good advice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he's, a, he's the good marketing guy. He's a good guy to have. All my right, so now I'm going to ask you, so what's next, bro? What are you going to do next after uh, Ancient Noise 2? When's Ancient Noise 3 hitting the shelves? Uh, what's happening? What's going on? So Ancient Noise 3, uh, Tony is on the 11th page. I think I just saw nice uh, a thumbnail for the 11th page. Again, uh, he's faster than I am. So he's just basically <laughs> waiting for me. To um, so he's working on the 11th page this week. Uh, I'm sure if things went well, like he could have that done by September and then, um, we would get it collared and lettered. And then I'd probably try to do another Kickstarter around the like fall winter time. Maybe that's, that's awesome. Maybe, uh, I've done two Kickstarters in one year and I'm not sure if people are like, man, another Kickstarter. But at the same time, if you're in the previews catalog, you're, you got books coming out every month. So, Dude, previews, I mean, previews is tough as, as a creator because every month you're promoting the next one and it's just a series of letters and numbers. And yeah. sometimes you feel like it just gets lost. Like it's just, uh, just jumbled. Oh man, you got to get it. Please order this book. Please order this book until the next one and then please order this one please order this one and it's just it's just a bunch of just a bunch of numbers and letters it is it you is. know and and today you know we're we're getting inundated with letters and numbers yeah yeah you know it's, it is happening um it is. go ahead no no i'm good man i'm done you said <laughs> you said and it's and then yeah i don't know my brain stopped working for a second there. okay i thought you had something else to say and then i cut you off and i felt bad nah we're just cutting each other off. All and my brain cut each other. My brain cut each other off. So we're good. He's like, no, no blips. No, don't move anymore. You're good. <laughs> what were you going to say, Kevin? I wasn't going to, I forgot what I was going to say. Cause I was worried about what Bobby was going to say. It's going around the room. David, do you remember what you were going to say? <laughs> Is it contagious? I think we were still talking about 
letters and numbers. Yes. Yes. But it all goes with self-promotion. It all goes with marketing. <laughs> it's a part of, of the industry as far as like the entertainment industry. And we're in a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche. Yes. And then uh, most of the time, you know, we have like weird ideas that may not be mainstream. And those letters and numbers mean a lot to us. So we have to keep up the struggle, I guess, as much as we can for, you know, all imagine, imaginative stories and storytelling because uh, we're bringing the new shit. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, I, dude. I mean, no matter what, I think, uh, you know, we're going to sweat blood, sweat blood and tears as much as we can in however much we make. Um, and that's what I think. I don't know. Right. But yeah, ancient, more ancient noises coming. Uh, he and I are talking about a big thing that we're not going to talk about. But other than that, he and I are talking about it. But All I'm right. Not talk so, about it. so you're so. saying there's ideas on ideas on ideas. How many of these ideas involve talking monkeys? Uh, this next one is <laughs> involves talking monkeys. Sure. Uh, talking sold. Monkeys. <laughs> sold. Not, not monkeys. Um, but yeah, there's like uh, a buddy of mine that I'm working on a like a horror fantasy uh, in the realm of like Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne, uh, Berserk, like that kind of feel. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I'm working on something like that, and then I'm currently outlining like a horror noir. Fun. Wow. Now how much? How often? Like, do you write every day? Are you one of those guys that believes in like sitting down and putting? you know, pen to paper on a daily basis or do you just kind of marinate and then it explodes? Uh, I am a believer of writing every day. Am I a practicer? Practitioner? No. Um, <laughs> I am, I am literally, I am awful at writing every day. Um, I just started getting back into doing it. There was a point in time, I want to say between 2012 and 2014 that I was writing every day and, uh, something happened in 2015 or 2016 and I just like something popped and I just like took a break. Um, Tony and I did a lot of like, did some conventions last year. What year is this? 2018 friend. 2018. Okay. So 2017, <laughs> I took a little break from writing every year and I didn't put out uh, new com content other than tap sturgeon. And that was coming out in uh, the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Okay. Tony and I went to like the West coast and did like uh, Emerald or not Emerald city, uh, Rose city. And nice. then, you know, we went to Baltimore. I went to Baltimore. We went to New York. We did a couple things last year and it would just kind of stretch us both thin. Uh, um, mm. And then, so this year we're taking that break that I mentioned earlier about uh, uh, comic cons. Now what? I'll probably go to Baltimore because uh, Rafer is so kind and now I'm putting him on the spot. Ha ha. But, uh, <laughs> He and I and uh, Mike Riley were talking about a possible share bears. See, but that's the crazy part about it too, is because you mentioned that you take a break from comics, but the only way you're going to make money to make more comics is by doing conventions. And yes. the only way you can do conventions is if you have money to get tables. It's yes. all just, it's all like indie comics on this level. And, and again, even with like C and D level publishers for the creators, it's all just a shell game. You're just moving. You're just moving money around. You're moving money around to buy a table, to print more books, to yeah. to pay an artist to do a pitch, to do that. It's 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 all just an illusion. Yeah. You know. And at the end of the day, you're trying to sell a book 
to a kid that just wants a fucking Deadpool vinyl pop and you're just want to punch him in the face, but you can't. I don't know about all that. I don't like punching children. I'm not a big children puncher guy. When I say kid, I mean like like a 19 year old doucher. (laughs) Teenagers too, huh? Yeah, I'll punch him. He's 19, man. He's a legal adult. He could get punched for asking me if I had some Deadpool toys. Get the fuck out of my face. There's, silly. A, there's a, a hatred yeah. <laughs> for Deadpool and children. It's a, no, I love. I'm not I, sure I want to be on this podcast. Anymore. I have I have two beautiful children of my own upstairs. They're wonderful kids, but they don't like that Deadpool. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you're just but you're running into people that don't want to hear anything about your original ideas. Well, yes and no. I mean, yeah. yes and no. Uh, I want to say in the last. Maybe in the last three years, three or four years, that may be possible. With uh, and I don't want to like, I'm not doomsaying at all. With the rise in popularity in comic book films and other media, you know, people do want that name recognition, that brand recognition, and a lot of those people don't understand again, like where it all starts mm-hmm. and how the convention scene has completely changed into more of a pop culture scene from what it was. You know, people are there. First off. A lot of people don't understand. I was like, wait, I have to pay to get into this. And then I have to pay to get into this. And then I can't just like take books from people. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, and it's not like, oh, you know, you're a fucking idiot. It's just like, no, I'm sorry. This is, this is, this is what this is. Like, yeah. you have to pay 40 or $50 to get into this convention. And if you want to buy our merchandise, it's cost. It, it costs money because we also pay, like you said, like we spend what anywhere between a hundred to $350 a table. Yeah. And we sit behind a, you know, a flea market table in the flea market part of the comic book convention and people just kind of roam around and, and hope, you know, you hope that you can sell somebody that they got a cool shirt and they want to have a conversation with. Yeah. You. Right. Um, like, because at, at, at making comics on this level, you're a comic creator, you're an art director you're uh, a wrangler and you're also like a carnival barker and yeah. a, and a, and a mark an internet marketing expert yeah yeah there's a lot of hats to wear on this level i don't think people really understand it they just look and go oh you made this it's like yeah did do you know what went into all of this and i'm asking you for five bucks you know what i'm saying five to, bucks yeah i can buy this for 2.99 at my <laughs> local shop or can you get it digitally for free and then I'm, <laughs> and then i'm just i'm sad <laughs> you just spent you know it's like you just spent a hundred dollars to stand in the line for an hour so you can get a picture with like bucky for yeah. like two minutes yeah you know or, something or something. something yeah 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 and like yeah. you're sad that it's five dollars or $5. well i spent all my money on kevin sorbo sorry bud <laughs> <laughs> to be fair he is fucking kevin sorbo i had um kevin and i kevin and i were at this bumfuck show in the middle of like stupid pennsylvania somewhere and like this kid spent 10 bucks to get into the show and he was walking around going he asked me like hey man where can i get a spider-man shirt i was like i don't know motherfucker target like you just <laughs> you could have bought a shirt for what you got into this con for yeah. you know and it's just and I mean, I get it. Like they are more popular than ever, but I mean, it's just, it's, 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 I think it's frustrating at times for people that aren't making um, print walls of popular characters or ripping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, like when you're trying to do your own shit. Baltimore has a cool thing called Be More in a Comics. Um, and it's like our local comic scene. We set up at like comic shops. We set up at bars. We set up at art 
openings and closings and sometimes art openings and closings that we are part of and uh be more into comics like we have we basically have many comic book conventions oh that's um, cool where people can come and you know they see us for a not for a fee for free and but you know we're there to peddle our wares and to support the community and to promote the community and promote you know indie comics and indie art and indie creation and then you know if you've ever been to spx or i guess like van calf is like the equivalent on the west coast okay, so like okay. spx here in and in maryland in what is it bethesda yes, yes. yes. Bethesda, right yeah. um you know it's like sort of a indie comic mecca and uh you know either starting that own your own sort of group like that locally or become or finding a group like that i think is really important especially for for folks that may be burnt out of that that big convention that pop culture convention yeah. um but yeah man it's i mean it's 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 work at the end of the day you know it's work and uh people getting into this industry or getting into the arts and entertainment in any way you know they have to it's 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 shock i know it was i don't know if it was kind of shock for me because i come from like a blue collar background and i still am um but you know it's like wait i gotta do all this shit <laughs> i gotta do all this work like when do i get to write or when do i get to draw or when do i get to do this it's like yeah. you gotta figure it out when you're not sleeping like it's true you know, <laughs> you know? and like if and if you think making comics is easy and it's a breeze and you're gonna it's like no it's not that's you better like rizza said a long time ago on a wu-tang clan record you better snap out that fucking dream because that's not what it is no it's it's non-stop you know like it is it's it's non-stop and and you're and you're on here promoting your kickstarter when you could be in bed because it's 10 40 at night you know it is well, I mean, also that there's the other misper the other misperception that goes along with Kickstarter is, oh man, you're getting all that money, but really no, all you yeah. did was pay for all you did was pay for your book because because when I did my first one, someone's like, oh, but you made all that money off of that Kickstarter. I'm like, me, I actually made fifty bucks. So yeah, I, I that's I what I actually cleared. That was what I cleared on the book. I, I have made zero dollars. I have made negative dollars <laughs> from all of my Kickstarter. Yeah. All of my Kickstarters. Um, I, I actually just made 50. That's what I made. And, and well, that was after everyone was paid. That was the money awesome. that I made. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, that was cool. I yeah, it, it was cool. But, I mean, it was like they looked at the money that the Kickstarter made and was like, you made that. And I was like, no, no. No, no it's the same thing. Again, yeah, it's the, the preconceived notions. That yeah, the, mis the misperception that, that, yeah. that's what, that you're making all that. And it's like, no, man, that's not. You're True, making this because... money. I'm donating this money. You know, all this, all that. Yeah. 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 Well, David, man, it was good talking to you, buddy. Um, yeah. Really, really good conversation. Really good conversation about it's just... great meeting you guys. I, I feel you. like uh, if we have passed in the past, I'm I have sorry? passed you. I have passed you. You were sitting with Ray, uh, with Rafer last year, and I came up to Rafer's table. Oh, did, did he diss you, son? He just straight dissed you, son? No, like he was on he was on the like other side. Like there was like an L table. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And I didn't know him, so I didn't say anything because I don't, you know, I don't know him. And there was no banner behind him, so it's not like I was like, oh, I kind of know you from this. Yeah, I, I was just know. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I didn't know it was him until after Rafer told me at uh, at West Virginia. When we were in West Virginia, Rafer oh. was like, 
you could have met David at, at Baltimore last year. He was right next to me. I was like, yeah, my bad. I yeah, well, know. I, you know, we'll be there. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be there again. I, I'm going to be there this year. So yeah, I, and I'm, I'm going. So it's then fun. we'll meet. We'll meet for and we'll have a beer or something. Do you drink beer? I don't. Okay, but I I'll drink a either a Shirley Temple and make you uncomfortable and make you order it for me. No, or because because Bobby oh, doesn't drink. I don't drink. Bobby doesn't drink, so I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't make it a habit. I mean, once in a while I have a white Russian, but most okay. of the time I like to I like to irritate people by asking them to go order me a Shirley. Temple. So you're like David the Dude Crispino. <laughs> yes. David Crispino so. abides. I do. Yes. That's what we should call this episode, David Crispino Bynes. There you go. Well, David, good luck on your Kickstarters in the future. Uh, hopefully our paths cross sooner than later. You're a quality cat, and uh, good uh, luck. Good luck, my man. Where, what is your Twitter before we depart to? At David Crispino. We already had this conversation, Kevin. Was, I know, but it's I a reminder. Yes. In case, in case the other part gets cut at out. At David Crispino. Yep. Uh, take a look at at Be More Comics. Take a look at these fine gents that were on this, this fantastic little podcast how wonderful support oh, everyone's kickstarter and stop it and you can find tony gregory at tony gregory at twitter.com it's spelled like it sounds except for it's g-r-e-g-o-r-i so. yeah all right dave thanks man thank you yeah thanks guys And that was David Crispino. His Kickstarter, Ancient Noise 2, is live right now on Kickstarter. Uh, go to kickstarter.com and search Ancient Noise number two, and you can back this wonderful-looking project by uh, David Crispino, Tony Gregori, and who is the colorist of this book? Um, uh, Claudia Aguera. I think you said that right. I did, because her name is close to Aguero, Sergio Aguero. So I just kind of went with the E instead of the O. So yeah, Claudia Aguera. So check that out. Check that out. Check that out. Get involved. Yeah. And it's got a talking ape. So yeah. who doesn't want a talking ape Kickstarter? I mean, we both do. Yeah, I'm into that. So, so there you go, everybody. I'm with that. Thank you to... Uh, David for coming on last minute and we will talk to you guys next week you're listening to the word bros podcast the word bros.com <laughs> <laughs>